The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. and everything in between. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Hour number two of the show, and we are proud to have you guys along with us on WKOM 101.7 FM, WZYX 94.5 The Eagle, Facebook, Twitter, sm-tnsports.com. Where, where, where? Not LinkedIn. Not no, LinkedIn. We, that's such a slacker. Hassle. Such a hassle. <laughs> Too soon, Mo. LinkedIn is Too absolutely soon. the the dumbest. You have to apply to be able to go live on there. For first of all, apply. You have to like apply. each time. No, I mean, it, just just oh. once. But like. Oh. You're not that important, LinkedIn. <laughs> like, wow. I get it. Like, you're trying not to be Facebook, but have you read your timelines lately? Just, just don't. Just don't. It's not worth it. Anyway, link. We try. Okay, so we're not on LinkedIn, and we're not gonna be. Okay. I, I cool. tried it yesterday. It was, you know, I thought I had it ready to go. They said you, you can, you can get ready. At, you know, an hour before the show. Well, at 42 minutes before the show, I, I get the link and I'm, I have to go change the link every day. And so I get in there and I'm like, all right, cool. Here we go. Five minutes before the show, your link has expired. Well, then why, why did you give me a link? <laughs> you said I could get ready an hour before. And now... Well, they said you could get it ready an hour before, not 42 minutes. <laughs> Clearly, this is a problem. <laughs> so anyway, it's it's you can find us everywhere that matters. Except LinkedIn. <laughs> everywhere that matters. Twitter, at SM underscore TN Sports, of course, on Facebook, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. SM-TNSports.com. That's the easiest way. You can just see everything that we have to offer right there. Podcast tab, if you missed any part of the first hour, go back and listen to that. Always fun to talk with Joe Williams and preview high school football. Now, as we get ready, we need to tell you about our sponsor for this segment, our friends over at Jones and Lang. And I'll tell you, 
they they actually don't sponsor this segment. They sponsored the last segment, but we forgot. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not, I'm just not gonna lie. I, I'm, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't lie to you. I just forgot. Transparency. There's Here at something, something to be said today. about transparency. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, our friends over at Jones and Lang sponsor this segment. Mo, tell them about them. Here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Thank you. Appreciate that. Now, let's talk some NFL. We plenty to talk about. Yeah. There's a ton. Now, we're not that versed. We know some stuff, but, you know, we're just guys. That's why we bring you the experts. Guys like Joe Rexford of The Athletic. He joins us now on the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, and he's going to tell us about what the heck happened today in New York. Uh, we're going to talk about the hilarity that is ensuing a little north of here with another blue team. And are the Buffalo Bills really going to move to Austin, Texas? All those questions will have some sort of answer. I don't know if they're the right ones or not, but Joe Rexroad, what's going on, man? Hey, good to talk to you guys. And yeah, I have to admit now, um, you know, like Mo texted me, you know, about like the Giants thing. And like my extent of knowledge of that is I saw like this thread on Twitter that just sounds horrifying. Um, I was at uh, Vols Media Day today. So I actually, I actually bailed on the Titans today. But, uh, but yeah, it sounds like what Logan Ryan was in there and, and, uh, everybody. It sounds like Joe everybody Judge was is, in there. Yeah. And, and Joe, what Joe Judge is screaming at everybody. And, and, and Joe Judge went, High school Harry on him sounds he, like he went. He went um, uh, miracle. Oh, Herb Brooks, right, yeah, right. again. There you go, again. <laughs> and and so, Joe, my question because, and and what prompted my question about this is a a tweet from my colleague at the other end of this table, who said, "How many NFL coaches have the guts to do this?" I mean, he had them running two hundred yard gassers apparently in the NFL. Um, I, I responded to Chris that there's a fine line between bravery and stupidity. I mean, but testing that line takes I, a lot of guts. I mean, I I just don't know how well that goes over. Now, maybe this was an extenuating circumstance when you're brawling in the middle of the practice field and your starting quarterback is at the bottom of the pile. Maybe, maybe right. you know. Maybe desperate times call for desperate actions. I don't know. But it just struck me as a little over the top, even for that. What say you? Yeah, I, it, I would agree. And I would I would also, you know, agree with the question because I don't think there's a ton. I think I think in a lot of cases it's just like, all right, hand out some fines or something, you know. I mean, uh, something like that without, like, bringing it back to, uh, you know, the day's like when we played, when you had to earn your water in practice, you know, this isn't the seventies and eighties anymore. Um, but I, I will say like Mike Brabel, I mean, I've seen him, uh, go off and put the guys on the line, have them run. I mean, running to some extent and as a punishment is fine, but yeah, it sounds like Joe judge just, uh, lost it. I guess, you know, without having seen it, if my quarterback was 
literally at the bottom of a massive pile of bodies because people couldn't control themselves. I'd be pretty ticked off too. There's ticked off in this Bud Kilmer. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, I don't know. So, um, but yeah, I, I just, I had to touch on that. I mean, as soon as I saw Chris's tweet, I figured we got to talk about this. And another one that I'm not sure that Chris is familiar with, but over in Charlotte, a guy found himself without a team today. Um, undrafted free agent safety um, injured a receiver to the point that he had to be, you know, they had to call for an ambulance for Keith Kirkwood because of a, a high hit by, I think, J.B. Ebay, maybe? J.T. J.T. He, he was an undrafted free agent out of Rice slash South Carolina, and I guess he was trying to make an impression, and he did. And <laughs> not the right one. And it wasn't a good one. Um, wow. It, had you heard anything about that as you were coming back from Knoxville? Have not, but uh, so you're saying that he got cut because of the hit? Yes, what they said. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a new one, too. I, th- I thought you were about to tell me it was like, you know, because obviously you're seeing, especially some coaches more than others, but you're seeing like, the, well, if you're vaccinated, yeah, you can. You know, you can come in, and if not, then it's just not even worth your. Boy, that's a, that is the new. Yeah, um, according to Adam Schefter on Twitter, Panthers waived JT Abay. I guess it is IBE after he hit Carolina wide receiver Keith Kirkwood in the head during this morning's practice. He he had been kicked wow. out of practice immediately after the um, after the collision and was later waived. So. I mean, I know it's tough out here being an undrafted player and trying to get coaches' attention, but I, uh, clearly he crossed the line. There, there's another one. Just like the Giants, like I want the video, you know. Like I, I want to see how this must have been awful because let's face it. I mean, you're taught to play a certain way. You're taught to play with violence, you know, and to, you know, to, to – uh, to make a ball carrier feel it. And obviously you, you don't want to cross the line hitting high and safety is such a big thing, but man, that must've been to be cut immediately like that. Like how bad must that hit have been? My goodness. And think he, um, think the kid had a statement afterwards saying that, you know, he's, he's got to be more protective of his teammates in those situations and that kind of thing. And, you know, um, clearly regret it the situation, which I guess when you find yourself off the roster, that regret sets in pretty quick. Um, visiting with right. visiting with Joe Rexroad here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Um, what is it about the Colts and foot injuries all of a sudden, Joe? Gosh, well, no kidding. I mean, it's amazing to think that Quentin Nelson, I mean, arguably, you know, might be like their most talented football player. It might be him and between him and, and you know, Darius Leonard, and uh, to think that he had essentially, I guess, the same thing Carson Wentz has, right? And now it's, it's incredible. I don't know. Is it? Uh, I mean, when Carson Wentz got hurt, I heard people saying, "Well, see, you messed around with Peyton Manning," and ever since then, you know, you, you got the, all this bad luck with QB injuries, and I don't know, maybe injuries in general. But it does seem like with a lot of teams, it hits in flurries, right? You know, and, and boy, all of a sudden this team is, uh, I mean, you think about a big guy like that. 
I, I'm dubious already of Carson Wentz being available right at the beginning of the season. And then even more dubious that he might be effective. But now you think of a big guy and such an important part. I mean, he's, he's the centerpiece of that offensive line. Uh, and then you look at their schedule and how tough it is right from the start. I mean, right now, things are kind of – they're a long way to go for the Titans. and Every team has injuries during this time period and all that, but things are certainly falling in place for the Titans to be the clear best team in the, in the division this year. Honestly, after hearing Nick Foles' comments about Frank Wright, that if – Indianapolis signed Nick Foles and Carson Wentz ended up not playing a down because he couldn't unseat Nick Foles again. I would be willing to take a season split just for that fact because it would be worth the jokes <laughs> that would come following it. Oh my God. <laughs> worth it. Of course, you got to realize again, you got to realize, Joe, that, that Chris is Captain Chaos and, and anything that throws things into an uproar, he's all for it. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Darius Leonard. He's dealing with some injuries as well, is he not? Yeah, he has. He has an Now, yeah, I'm told, you know, uh, we had like our you know, the athletic Stephen Holder does a great job. He does do a fantastic job. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He, he said the other day we had him on the show, and he said that uh, it's not a you know like anything significant. But yeah, I mean he hasn't been out there, and um, you know obviously you know the left tackle, you know that's and plus a high pick Odie Ingbo, who I really like, and I think I, I love the pick for them. But you, know, you got two key guys who are you know still coming back from Achilles tears, so it's just uh, like that. All this stuff. Like, again, with their schedule and everything, is uh, doesn't seem to bode well uh, for the team. And I and I wasn't sure anyway. Like Carson Wentz, I I thought he was going to be just about as fascinating a player in this league as there was, just in terms of no real idea what to expect. You know, I, certainly he was he was terrific a few years ago, and I think he's talented. But he's also he, we've seen this so many times in this league, and I think especially at the quarterback position. Guys get banged up to a certain point, and they're just not the same. I mean, I think that's what we saw with Mariota. And uh, so I was going to be really – and still am, because I think at some point he's going to play this year. You know, fascinated to see, you know, what reuniting with Frank Reich does, what getting away from, like, a terrible offensive line in Philly does. But I, I, I have my doubts that he was going to be, like, what the Colts hoped and, and, and really measurably better than Phillip Rivers last year. Agreed. You know, that, that was that was kind of our um, consensus as we continue to see all these predictions that had the Colts at the top of the AFC South. I mean, what are you what are you what are you basing that on, especially with what is going on out at St. Thomas Sports Park? So we, we've been trying to figure that out. And, and it's interesting as the injuries continue to hit the the Colts roster, how that's expected to impact this AFC South race, I guess. Um, Joe Rexroad of the the Athletic with us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Um, Joe, when we made out the run of show, we've got NFL news: Giants, Panthers, Colts, Bills. I did not put Bills on here, so yeah, there is a a floating rumor that Buffalo is has has apparently leaked that they're looking at Austin, Texas. 
And Austin being the largest city in the United States, it does not have a major four pro uh, pro team. They don't have basketball, baseball, uh, hockey, soccer, or soccer. hockey or soccer. Uh, so or football. So they don't have any of the. They do have soccer. They have Austin That's right. FC. Yeah, but. Is there any chance Austin, Texas would ever get an NFL team, much less the Buffalo Bills? God, first of all, just what you like. Don't know. Joe, you are breaking up, unfortunately. I He uh, must be coming back from Knoxville. He and, is coming and, back and, from and, Knoxville. I'm not sure exactly where he would be, though. I would have thought he was inside of Cookville and <laughs> – <laughs> okay, so um, do we still have him? Uh, we're we're efforting to get him back on. But yeah. here's the thing to me about a football team moving to Texas. So Austin's bigger than okay. You said doesn't have a big four doesn't sport. Have a big four okay, sport. so San Antonio does. Correct. But I would still expect San Antonio to get an NFL team before Austin. All I know is. Austin is Cowboys country. How do you how do you break into that? Yeah, yeah, I, I can't imagine the Cowboys allowing that. Um, this is this this has to be a a nineteen seventies Birmingham situation where Birmingham nearly landed the Boston Patriots because. The the NFL AFL merger mandated you had to have a stadium of fifty thousand that seated fifty thousand, and they were playing at Boston College and at Harvard, neither of which sat fifty thousand. So, moving to Birmingham and playing in Legion Field would have made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it appears we have Joe back, but this appears to be a, a situation where not not just the Boston Patriots, but the Minnesota Vikings nearly chose Birmingham when they were trying to get the Metrodome built. And they said, "Build us a stadium, or we're going to Birmingham." Is that a possibility here? Is Buffalo needing a new stadium? I don't know. Joe, do you have any idea? Have you been to Buffalo? Yeah, you know, uh, well, I have been to this stadium, and I will say that uh, it's older. You know, it's it's uh, it probably could at least use some serious work. But again, like that fan base, I mean, man, that's just. Uh, look, we've seen it before. We've seen it before in this league. So, I, mean, I guess it's no surprise. This happens all the time. Um, so, that, that's something I didn't expect to hear. I'll tell you that. It's interesting on Austin. I mean, it is a, a booming, thriving city. There aren't many states in our union that love football more than that one. So, um, I mean, I can see that at some point i hadn't even really considered it but and i didn't know chris because you just said it that they were the largest you know city without one of the major four that's very interesting so uh i could i could see it. i mean obviously san antonio i think san antonio's been rumored before for other franchises and of course anybody who loves usfl like i do remembers the uh you know that they had uh, the wranglers san antonio had a team, the rank that's right the Houston Gamblers with Jim Kelly and uh, you know all kinds of fun stuff. The San Antonio Gunslingers, Boy, the Austin Wranglers, and the Houston Gamblers. Houston Gamblers, yeah, 
Yeah, good well, times back, I, back I, then. I, I think Rick Neuheisel was the quarterback he, at San Antonio. He was, in fact, the quarterback for San Antonio. Yeah, so there you go. But and they were somewhere. Were they somewhere else the first year, or maybe I'm wrong? There was so much movement. It was like, <laughs> like the Chicago Blitz and the Arizona team like joined, and so there was so much movement. You know, early. The, but, the Arizona uh, team yeah. became the Oklahoma team the second year, I believe. They were the right? okay. yeah. They okay. were the bandits. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love that league. Fred Bassana for the Oakland Invaders. <laughs> Good stuff. Bobby, hey, hey, my Michigan Panthers won it all in 1983, the first year. I mean, I, that's still one of my all-time favorite teams. Uh, Anthony Carter. AC. AC yeah. John Corker. John Corker was about 20 sacks that year. They were incredible, man. They were awesome. Sam Mills was on that team, was he not? That's right. Sam Mills was on that team. I, I, I got to see them on a Monday night at the Silverdome as a fourth grader beat Herschel Walker and the New Jersey Generals. But I, uh, Herschel Walker took a little swing pass on about 90 yards. I mean, it was like the thrill of my life. I get to, like, miss half of school the next day, and I'm watching, like, pro football Silverdome. It was amazing stuff. <laughs> Doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> Joe Rexrode of The Athletic making his way back from – UT Media Day up in Knoxville. Joe, we appreciate you um, sticking with us through wherever it was that you were coming through over the last minute or so. And um, Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> hey, we're up in the mountains a little bit right now. So. Hey, I-40 East, it happens. We get it. Hey, appreciate you being oh, with yeah. us here this afternoon. We'll catch up. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> All righty. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk – Major League Baseball, Atlanta Braves got a game tonight. The Sounds have three over the next 24 hours or so. <laughs> and so we'll talk about that when we come back. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joy. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. play chris and mo are talking about it yeah that's trash can juice speak for yourself for better or worse on southern middle tennessee sports today back to the lee company studio yep they're fans too here's chris and mo welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint chris yalmo patton jp 
hanging out on the buttons and the video, making it all work. Thank goodness, because we probably couldn't do it. That's why we have JP, and we appreciate his work, his hard work. A man must realize his limitations or something, <laughs> something like, like that. that. Yeah. So. Oh, man. We are half past hour number two. Got Top 5 Tuesday coming up later this hour. Top 5 home-cooked meals. Going to be a lot of fun, so stick around for that. Make sure to give us your comments at SM underscore TN Sports. You can reply to our video there if you want to. Check out the video. Right now, we're going to talk a little Atlanta Braves baseball as the Braves are two games under five hundred, taking on the Cardinals, who have a median age of 35 on their starting five rotation. And they get John Lester tonight, who hasn't been fantastic. He's but not of, been great. Of, but, of course, tonight he will be Cy Young. <laughs> Which would fit because Cy Young was pretty old too. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Max Freed seven and seven with a four three two gets the start for the Braves against the three and five five zero two of John Lester. Um, as you mentioned, the Braves fifty two and fifty four overall. The Cardinals fifty three and fifty two. So they're not exactly killing it out there in the NL Central. So. Yeah, in the in a very pedestrian NL Central outside of Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee, who we. Outscored in a three-game series, but still lost twice. Dropped two or three, yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah. still, I mean, this is – I mean, Milwaukee's not – they're not bad. They're not great, but they're the best in that division. So, it tells you that the rest of that division's not great. This is the time. If, if, there's, if there's ever been a time, this is the time. St. Louis and Washington – Coming up. And Washington, besides Juan Soto, who's there? I I don't know. I got no idea. I literally I Zimmerman, I guess, is still there. Jordan? Ryan? Oh yeah, Ryan. I the guess. first baseman? Yeah, yeah. I he's guess, still there, right? I guess he's I, he's he's I, Mr. National. I guess he's still or, there. Or Natinal. Natinal. Mr. Natinal. Mr. Nat. I, I mean, uh, other than that, I couldn't tell you a single soul on their roster. <laughs> Victor Robles, I guess, is still there in center field. But they're, I mean, they're struggling, and they're gonna they they sold well, they sold and, everything. Well, so, they're struggling, and it was self inflicted because they traded everything away. And then you've got Cincinnati. Both of those series against Washington and Cincinnati are at home. No struggle with Cincinnati in the last series. Cincinnati is the Braves. They are they're dealing with the same issues the Braves are dealing with a a short bench and a and bad, a bullpen. bad bullpen. And so I mean, whatever happens with them is is a toss up. They we could sweep, we could get, get swept, swept, or we could split. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you could you know you could win lose win or lose win lose. One of the t- those four options, and it'll probably be one. It'll probably be one of those last two. Probably. Um, if history, you know, repeats itself. And then you go to Washington, to Miami. You Then, you you know, you've got Washington, Miami, and Who the will Orioles. Miami hit with Noah Cunha in the lineup? <sighs> Give me some time. Probably Solaire. I, I feel like I he probably. Solaire is a pretty big dude. 
they may want to rethink that one. <laughs> right. I, I couldn't tell and, you. And he may not be as even-tempered as Acuna. He might know. just decide to go. And maybe that's what needs to happen. Let's let's go. Let's go then. Yeah. Um, and then Baltimore, before getting the Yankees at home for a two-game set. Now, again, this is the time. If there's ever been a time, this is the time for the Braves to, one, get over 500, and two, get on top of the NL East. Get They're on only three and a half out. Yep. Three and a half games out. You've and, got an opportunity. And you were mentioning that the Mets have a stretch coming up where they play the Dodgers at home. They get the Dodgers they go and to Giants. the Giants. They go to the Dodgers, and then they come back home and play and play the Giants? Is that- they have the Giants and the Dodgers in a home-and-home in, in 12 games, and then there's somebody else in there in the middle, which, I mean, this is, again, this is the time. All right. This is it. If not now, it's when. Yeah. So the Braves will 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 toss uh, Max Freed mm-hmm. tonight, and he's been kind of certainly not as dominant as he was last year. Right. He's had some some issues. He had issues early. He kind of got on a roll there about just before the break, and then now he's he's still kind of eh. iffy. Yeah. Um. But that being said, and they don't, and they don't need him to be iffy, yeah. But he's he's good enough to win this game, sure. So long as the Braves give him some sort of run support, he's good enough to win this game. And I read a stat today that Ozzy Albies is like seven for twelve all time against John Lester. I wonder if that explains why he's batting leadoff today. <laughs> that would probably... He did bat leadoff on Sunday. And they're basically rolling with the same batting order that they used Sunday against Milwaukee. Albies, Solaire, Freeman, Riley, Swanson, Duvall in the sixth spot in left. Jock Peterson batting seventh and playing center. Um, Kevin Smith and Max Freed. Kevin Smith. Yeah, well, see, this supposedly is what... Freed's ERA is like five runs lower with Kevin Smith than with Stephen Vogt. Okay, but less of a sample size. Sure. But also, this is why I'm advocating for the universal DH, just so Kevin Smith doesn't have to hit. <laughs> we can we can DH for Kevin Smith and let our pitchers hit. I don't think that, uh, that's not how this works. <laughs> it, it's not, it is not illegal. We looked it up. You can DH for anybody in the lineup. You only in college do you have to DH for the pitcher. In high school and pro, you can DH for anybody in the lineup, but in college you have to DH for the pitcher. We looked that up because <laughs> we were curious. So there you go. We can DH for Kevin Smith and let Freed hit. <laughs> I'm for that. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Oh man, the the Braves have. Have to win this game tonight. They have, they need to win this series. They, they winning this series would go a long way, and ideally, a sweep would be well. And incredible. see, here's the thing: they are in position to win this series because they did lose to Milwaukee on Sunday. That's true. So, so let me ask you this: when the the San Diego game is is completed, will it retroactively? <laughs> Um, take away the record? I would think so. That's interesting. They, you could you could conceivably, as long as you don't continue the streak, 
you could conceivably see the Atlanta Braves set a major league record and then lose the record uh, in <laughs> in one season. That's uh, that's odd. Anyway, oh, this is this is the segment that I always just struggle with. I really do because I I want to be positive and I want to have a good conversation about the Atlanta Braves, but it's, and it's tough. It's tough to do. So why don't you just give us this day in Braves history and let's move on. August 3rd, 1967, in a 10-3 win over the host Chicago Cubs, the Braves set a franchise record with seven home runs. Joe Torre and Cleet Boyer each hit a pair with Tito Francona, father of former Cleveland manager Terry Francona. Dennis Mankey and Hank Aaron each adding a blast. Six of the seven homers were solo shots, with Boyer hitting a two-run job in the third. All seven came in the first five innings as the visitors jumped on the Cubs 9-2 through five en route to that 10-3 victory. Seven homers in five innings. And one. Wind must have been blowing out. And one. Yeah, yeah. They, you've, you've been on a streak here of us homering and winning lately. Trying to, you know. Reverse the yeah. mojo because it was the other way around for so long. Exactly. <laughs> You have to really, you have to really work around the seventies and eighties <laughs> to get away from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Bob Horner four home run games and a loss and that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. you gotta work around those. But other than that, uh, Nashville Sounds in town tonight, and they get a big pickup, a new shortstop, the twenty first overall pick in the twenty eighteen draft will take the field as he was last in Biloxi. Uh, his name, which had escaped me momentarily, but now I have it, Bryce Terang. <laughs> I uh, thought I was the only one that went blank on names. Yeah, yeah. no, Bryce Terang, who uh, will come up from, from Biloxi. Uh, I think hi, Colton, either Colton, uh, here, Keston, Hira, Keston, Keston Hira. Hira. Sorry, Colton Wayne, Keston here, all the same to me. Uh, in my, I can't, the K names, man, I got nothing. Uh, he is on the COVID IL just to open up a spot for some reason. Oh, wow. So they, they put him on the COVID IL, but he doesn't have COVID. So I don't even know how that's possible, but I whatever. I don't either. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he's out. So they brought Turing up. Uh going to be a good night for for the for for baseball it's going to be a great night at the ballpark if you are looking for something to do yeah it's been relatively cool today for august 3rd so tonight should be really great and 705 first pitch first horizon you can get a george jones wind uh, no that's tomorrow sorry george jones wind up racers tomorrow um But they do get the seven-game series against the Mud Hens from, from the opening week, right? A, yeah, I believe so. It so was Toledo, from May. Toledo will be the home team in one of those games tomorrow. <laughs> I believe. Wow. The, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Goodness gracious. The, the things you run into in minor league baseball. which Whoa. and Well, it's not just minor league because when Atlanta goes to San Diego and picks up that suspended game, they're going to be the home team. Yeah, going to the bottom of the fifth. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's gonna be a fun night uh over at First Horizon. Check it out. You have um no we it's uh 
I thought you had this pitching matchups in there, but you do not, and that's okay. I do not. Not a big deal. We will uh, hopefully talk to Jeff Hem later this this week and uh, find out what's going on this weekend. It looks like uh, Lindblom will throw. Josh Lindblom will will get the the ball tonight for Nashville, and he will take on Ricardo Pinto, uh, which you will hear about later. The Pinto, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, Pinto is uh six and one with a four one seven ERA. Lindblom three and one with a one three five ERA. So that's that's interesting. Both of them have one loss and one's ERA is three times higher. <laughs> so go figure. Hmm. It is what it is. But uh get out there tonight. It's gonna be fun. Um that's gonna do it for this segment, man. We gotta we gotta get to home cooked meals because I'm gonna be honest with you, it's dinner time and I'm hungry. I am hungry. So I think it's probably from putting this list together. That's exactly what it's from. I'm not going to lie to you. So really excited. Top five home-cooked meals on the other side of the break. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Back to the Lee Company studio right after this. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. my mic on <clears throat> it's top five tuesday on southern middle tennessee sports today here's chris and Mike. <laughs> oh man that was great we've been waiting like a week to do that JP. a whole week a whole week <laughs> yes waiting so that was long. done last wednesday yes oh man <laughs> i was waiting to see that reaction if you were watching the video i hope i hope you were anyway um <laughs> welcome back in southern middle tennessee sports day presented by mid tennessee bone and joint in the lee company studio front port sports headquarters 1017 wkom 94.5 the eagle wzyx and if you are listening on wzyx stick around after this show as Sports Mix Live. Is that is that debuting tonight, JP? Do we know if that's a debut? I don't know about the debut, but uh, I know if it's not debuting, it is very new. Will Davis, Will Davis yep. WZYX will be mixing up sports. From 6 to 7 tonight and, and, th- and on Thursday. That's correct. 6 to 7 on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Check out Will and Sports Mix Live. And if you're not in the area, check them out at is it wzyxradio.net? Net. That's correct. Dot net. You can listen live. There you go. So check that out. Time for Top Five Tuesday, presented by Mid South Five Fitness. Two great locations: one in Columbia, one in Franklin. Check them out. Steelathletes.com. Steelathletes.com. And on Facebook as well. Mid South Five Fit on Facebook. 
Thalia still doing a great job with keeping you in shape and lifting heavy sometimes. Sometimes you just got to lift heavy. Helps out. Not unless you're me who needs surgery on both elbows and can't lift heavy. I can barely lift the grocery bags with the milk <laughs> in it to my kitchen nowadays, but it is what it is. Speaking of kitchens, today's top five Tuesday well done. is He's getting better, Mo. He's he's working on those yeah. segues. <laughs> <laughs> right. Segways, S-E-G-U-E-S, not S-E-G-W-A-Y-S-S. I, I've never worked on a Segway. I, I couldn't. <laughs> I, I'd fall off. Talking about breaking your elbow. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Uh-huh. Useless. Yep. Uh, top five home-cooked meals. And this is kind of inspired by my, my Saturday night experience at my mother's as I'm playing cards. And she, my, my brother was hungry, and she said... <laughs> What do you want? He said, what you got? And she said, well, I got some hamburger steak. Mm. Sorry, what? You just have hamburger steak ready at 10, 10 o'clock at night? And apparently she did. So hamburger steak, gravy, mashed potatoes and gravy, and green beans. Did she make it in the oven? Uh, so Or did she have she, a, she a buys, pan? She buys the hamburger meat that's about to go bad. She uh-huh. cooks it up. So she made some of it. She just ground some okay. of it up, and then she made patties with some of it or gotcha. whatever. Then, she yeah, she sticks it either on the... Just reheats it either on the yeah the griddle the the cast iron yeah something. But you got to remember though, Chris's mom used to run a cafe. That's, That's true. So, yeah. so cooking ain't nothing but a thing. Yeah, the I, prep work. She knows the, all the secrets. All the secrets. Yep. Yeah, she's solid there. So, yep. this is inspired by that. So did you did you partake? I did at ten thirty at night. I wasn't hungry. What? I wasn't hungry. <laughs> you didn't drink enough when you got home. Um, it's ten thirty. I had at been night. I had been drinking the uh, straight edge <laughs> while playing while playing cards, but not to the explains, level that, that I needed. Ex- that explains your performance playing cards. Yeah, huh? yeah. <laughs> that wasn't good. Let's get into it. What do you say? Number any any honorable mentions? I don't have any. Nope. Straight five today. I got five. five. Let's look go look five. at us. Well, let's go for it. Then. Yep. What do you say? Let's start with Mo. Mo, what you got? My number five. Um. Steak, baked potato, and salad. Mm. Right. That's good anywhere, at home or otherwise. But yeah, it's a little cheaper at home typically, so. or maybe even a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. it depends on what kind of meat you buy. Because I like ribeyes. Yeah, I like to get a. I like to get the New York strips. Yeah. So, but I do like ribeye. Um, my number five is tacos. Mm. Taco night at the house is always a good night. It it never tastes, you know. Like Oscars or Victors or anything, but it's still good. Sure. JP, do you have a number five? I do. Number five, uh, meatloaf with uh, mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. Double up the starch, baby. You messed up. What, a little gravy? It's peas. Peas? You're supposed yeah. to have peas with... Ma- with, with, with. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I've got times for shepherd pie, but this is this is not one of those. The shepherd's pie separated, though. You gotta remember the meatloaf, the meatloaf, mashed potatoes, and peas are separated. Yeah. Well, this is not. By the time all that gets together, one plate, it's no longer separated. <laughs> right. I, I'll, I'll mix some food a little bit. I hear you. Number four. Number four. Meatloaf, mac and cheese, white beans, and hot water cornbread. There we go. Hot water cornbread. Hot water. It's delicious. Uh, my number four is hamburger steak, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. Yeah. No green beans. No green beans. I, I don't. I, I don't really love green beans. 
you got to really like you got you got to make sure there's plenty of bacon in there for me to eat green beans. Jody made some green beans a couple of nights ago that had uh, some sort of uh, cheese melted on top like of the a oven. Farm? Yeah. It was Solid. it was really good. I tell you what's good. It's fresh green, snap pea uh, green beans. Yeah, green bean casserole. Yes, I'm a, yes. Yeah, with fan. with um, the, the French onions. fried onions. On yep. French top? onions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've done that. Yeah. Uh, number four for me: uh, pot roast with potatoes and carrots, and the juice that comes out of that. That all half a loaf just, of bunny white bread. I could go through half a loaf just it. sopping that just, yep. stuff up. It's insane. No doubt. Number three, Mo. Number three. <laughs> Roast beef, turnip greens, mashed potatoes, and high water cornbread. <laughs> Deviled eggs are optional. Wow. Deviled eggs are never optional. Yeah. If they're an option, uh, no, they're, they're option, on the table. They're optional because I can't always get someone to do them. So uh. I, I get I get a little pushback on the on the the labor <laughs> intensive. They they are eggs. a little intensive. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's a if it's an option, mm-hmm. they're on the table. Always, <laughs> they, they might not be. An they option. might not be an option. Exactly. Uh, my number three is a roast with potatoes and carrots. <laughs> so that's it, it's it's a perfect like middle mm-hmm. of the road. You can't beat it. Yeah, yeah all in one pot. It's yeah. fantastic. Number three. Uh, number three. Uh, this is we we talked about this before. Uh, it's it's a Thanksgiving morning breakfast: country ham and biscuits with some extra sharp cheddar or Colby Jack cheese on it. Uh, fresh. Homemade biscuits. Oh, it's just, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Listen, mm-hmm. I, there is very little better than a fresh homemade biscuit. Yep. And I have a former sister-in-law who makes the prettiest biscuits in the world, but she makes them with regular milk, not buttermilk. Mm. And they taste terrible. Mm. Mm. But they're pretty. They look amazing. Until you bite them. They taste off. You have to smother them. You, you got to oh, do buttermilk. Oh. You got to do you gotta, buttermilk. So, so, yeah. My That's, mom's biscuits don't look great, but they taste fantastic. Your which former really sister-in-law doesn't listen, does she? Or no. does she know this? She she knows that we think this. Is that why she's a former sister-in-law? <laughs> you don't know how to make the biscuits? You out. See ya. Anyway. We got priorities in this family. Oh, okay, man. so clearly we've been spending too much time together. together. Yeah, because our Christmas breakfast of country ham, <laughs> eggs, hash brown casseroles, and homemade biscuits is my number two. Number two. That's solid. I mean, you know, I don't have any breakfast on this list. Typically, I would have breakfast because I love breakfast, but I don't have any breakfast. Now, number two is chicken alfredo. Hmm. Okay. Sarah Sarah makes everything. She know it's a one pot. It's not homemade. It's it's one pot where you know you she boils the chicken broth and the and the heavy whipping cream together with the noodles in there. You're fine. This is home cooked, not homemade. Yeah, yeah. you're fine. So I mean, and then you throw the Italian cheese in there, uh-huh. mix it up together, yeah. and then the chicken, and try not to let it stick together because sometimes the chicken lumps with the cheese and it just it doesn't work. <laughs> Still edible. It's oh there's. Just throw some more cheese in there. It's good. You're fine. There you go. Uh, number two for me, uh, ribeye steak, grilled, hash brown casserole, little green salad. What kind of salad do you guys like? I uh, typically do a like a spring mix with this. Uh, you know, some mushrooms, some onions, some little cherry tomatoes, and uh, some fashion of an Italian dressing, vinaigrette dressing, something like that. Same. Okay. Yep. That, uh, with with I, that meal. Uh, that's my that's my typical salad. Now now a wedge salad. If I'm going to a steak restaurant, 
And if I'm getting a salad, the big wedge with blue cheese and the crumbled bacon, and the tomato is hard to beat. Yeah, hard to beat. I'm not a tomato guy, but other than that, yeah. You had me until blue cheese. Oh. Ranch, then. Totally fine with that. You, you're, you're, you're a ranch guy. I am a ranch guy. I've, I've gotten away blue from cheese blue cheese all the way between the two. I mean, I don't, I don't hate blue cheese, but but I, I drink coffee black. I like my cheese pungent. Coffee black cigarette. Anyway, <laughs> cigarettes <Nope>. unfiltered. <laughs> That's why I don't smoke them. So my number one. number one. Here we go. <laughs> my number one is fried pork chops with gravy, mm. rice, and biscuits. Mm. Mm. Gravy, rice, and biscuits. My number one is the meal that I always ask for on my birthday. If Sarah's listening, she knows what it is. It's it's fried chicken with one side of whatever she wants to make. Macaroni, mashed potatoes, I don't care. As long as the other side is? Pintos and cornbread. I want pinto beans, and I want her cornbread, nobody else's, and I, I tried I tried Omega's regular cornbread the other day and it's almost as good as hers. But I won't eat my mom's cornbread. I won't eat anybody else's cornbread. Sarah is the only cornbread that I want. So Aww. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, I will uh, pay homage to my better half as well for my number one. The Fratizi red gravy and pasta. There you go. See? Eclectic, mm. exciting, and... You and some it. garlic bread. Garlic bread is the best. And that's all you need right there. There you have it. That is Top 5 Tuesday, our Top 5 Home Cooked Meals. Make sure, let us know yours, SM underscore TN Sports on Twitter. We would love to have you tell us what you like. Get don't some forget, ideas. Don't forget, Sports Mix coming up on WZYXRadio.net or 94.5 The Eagle if you're listening down in Franklin County. Uh, Will Davis. That's going to do it for our Tuesday show. We will be back tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel, 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Thank you guys for listening, and we will have more high school football. We'll probably talk some more college football. Oh, uh, we didn't. We didn't play. We it. didn't have. Okay, today we tomorrow we will have oh. a fantastic <laughs> sound clip for you. So stick around. It's going to be great. Anyway, for Mo Patton and JP Plant, I'm Chris Yao saying have a great day to all of you. Stay cool, Columbia.